The words of consideration as we look at traveling light today come from the book of Wisdom, the book of Ecclesiastes, beginning with chapter 4, verse 4. And I saw that all toil and all achievements spring from one person's envy of another. This, too, is meaningless, a chasing after the wind. Fools fold their hands and ruin themselves. Better one handful with tranquility than two handfuls with toil and chasing after the wind. This is the word of our God. Faith comes from hearing the message, and the message is heard through the word of Christ. Black Friday an unofficial shopping holiday in the United States, at least. And over the past several years, Black Friday and the deals that you can get on Black Friday have been gradually encroaching to, to encroach upon Thanksgiving Day itself. And so today was actually, or not today, but this year was actually a welcome relief in that Black Friday actually stayed on Black Friday instead of encroaching upon a day when we get to give thanks for all of the good things that God has given us. Just out of curiosity, how many of you participated in Black Friday? Were you guys very good? You guys, none of you, nobody did any sort of shopping. Okay, maybe a few people. There's nothing wrong with that, but it is kind of interesting that the day after we give thanks for everything God has given us, we have to go out and get a whole lot more stuff just because it's on sale, just because someone tells us that, that this is what we need to have. And I'm afraid it's only going to get worse in the coming weeks. As we get closer and closer to Christmas, we're going to get those advertisements, we're going to get those commercials telling us about all of this stuff that we can get, all of this stuff that we need to have, or all of this stuff that, that one of your loved ones deserves, so you need to get it for them. I kind of like that one commercial where the guy gets his wife a car for Christmas, and I'm like, wow, that's pretty incredible. Sorry, Kristen, we're not going to get a new car for Christmas. But that's really a summary of our American culture, isn't it? If you could summarize American culture with one or perhaps two words, it might be commercialism or consumerism. Something that's just ingrained in us, and, and I think we kind of know it too. If one dollar is good, then two dollars is better, right? If one car is good, then two cars are better. If one vacation is good, then two vacations are better. But what happens when you take this, this philosophy to its inevitable conclusion that more is always better? Then you are going to be weighed down, perhaps literally by all of the stuff that you now have, and maybe emotionally as well. Just weighed down by, by the pressure to be able to, to get that stuff, to be able to keep up with the Joneses. Which is why this, especially at this time of year, it's always good for us to remember of how to travel light. That the solution to, to all of this stuff is letting go of it, letting go of this stuff. And the reason for that is twofold. Because we want to have less of what matters less, 
and more of what matters more. Now, Americans are not the first society to to suffer from this conundrum of wanting too much stuff. You can even go back to the, the very first couple, Adam and Eve, them wanting something that they shouldn't have had. Neither will Americans be the last culture to ever want more and more stuff. But it's one thing to be able to admit that you have a problem or admit that there is a problem and actually do something about solving that problem. And we have a solution to that problem in the book of Ecclesiastes from the Bible. A solution to the problem of wanting more stuff. Now, maybe you've run across Ecclesiastes in your Bible reading, and, and it's kind of, it's formatted in a little bit different way. It's not a story in the sense that the Gospels are a story about Jesus' life, but it is a book of wisdom. And because it's a book of wisdom, a lot of people think that the wise King Solomon wrote Ecclesiastes, probably toward the end of his life. And he divides it up, whether it be Solomon or, or someone else, he divides it up into two categories. Things in life that are meaningless and things in life that are meaningful. And one thing that, that he notices in the verses for today is that everything in life, or at least a lot of the things in life, both the good and the bad, come from envy. That was in our first verse that we read. And I saw all the toil and all achievement spring from one person's envy of another. And I think it's truer than we might always like to think. Because it happens any time that we compare ourselves to someone else. I find this happening as a pastor all the time. As I constantly am looking at what other churches are doing and how other churches are handling a situation. Or I look and see how other pastors might preach a similar sermon and say, wow, I wish I could preach like that. I have that problem as a father and as a husband. As I I look and compare myself to other fathers and other husbands out there, either saying, wow, I wish I was like that, or maybe saying, wow, I'm glad I'm not like that. I do that as a runner as well. Wow, I'm glad I'm faster than that person, but wow, I wish I was faster than I am right now. We compare ourselves to everybody, and I don't think I'm the only one that does it. And so while the words of Ecclesiastes are some 3,000 years old, I think the writer would recognize the culture that we live in today. The culture of ever wanting more stuff. Culture driven by envy. He has some good advice about how to handle it. He says, better one handful with tranquility than two handfuls with toil and chasing after the wind. So better to have one handful than have both hands full. And maybe to understand what the writer is saying, picture a Black Friday shopper coming out of the store, being weighed down with with all sorts of bags and all sorts of boxes so much that you can't even see their face because they have that much stuff. And then picture another shopper coming out of the store just with one bag in one hand. 
Which shopper would you rather be? Now, I know some people might say, the one that has more stuff. But Solomon says no. Better it is to be that one shopper with one bag in their hand, one handful with tranquility, than both handfuls with toil and a chasing after the wind. Solomon says, practice one handful living. It's not something earth-shattering that I'm sharing with you today. So why is it better to practice one handful living instead of two handful living? Because it's better to have less of what doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how great of a deal you got on that TV or how great of a deal you got on that new phone, they're going to get outdated pretty quick. It doesn't matter what car you drive because it's depreciating and eventually you'll have to replace it. It doesn't matter what clothes you wear. We live in a world where things deteriorate, things break down, and most of the stuff that you're buying today will end up in a garage sale, getting given away, or even thrown out. And if we're constantly consumed with having both of our hands full, that that we have to constantly keep replacing that that old that once was new car, that that old that once was new phone, then we're going to, as Solomon says, find ourselves chasing after the wind. We're never going to be truly happy. How does one practice one handful living? How does one make sure that we have less of what doesn't matter? And here I'm not talking about any sort of deep theological or spiritual truth. I'm talking in a very practical nature. How does one let go of stuff? Talk about it in three simple ways. One of those is just throw some of the stuff that you have out. In America, we we live in a world where, where we have so much stuff that we have closets full of junk that we haven't even seen. I remember when we were leaving our last house and Kristen helped me to help purge through that house and, and it was an eye-opening experience. Looking and finding things that, that I had forgotten that we even owned that I've never used, had never used either ever or hadn't used in plenty of time. So just from a very practical nature, throw some of this stuff out. Another way, another, another thing that you can do is buy less of it. Buying less stuff, and I, I know that can be a temptation when you, you see that commercial or that thing that you really want, or, or when you see that magic four-letter word, S-A-L-E. But I read somewhere that 62% of people admit to shopping to cheer themselves up. Do people go shopping to, for what they need, or is it like that stat says, more than half of people shop because they want to be made happy? If you're one of those 62%, then buy less stuff. Finally, another way to to let go of stuff, the stuff that doesn't matter as much, is giving it away. If you haven't used it or if it's no good for you, give it to someone else. This is what Solomon's talking about. It's not just all all spiritual stuff, it's about practical living because practical living helps to lead to the spiritual. Better one handful with tranquility. Be satisfied and content with the stuff that you have instead of pursuing what you don't have. 
This isn't strictly biblical advice. You can find it anywhere. And you know where this biblical advice differs from the worldly advice that you might receive about letting go of some of your stuff is the reason why. The reason why you let go of some of your stuff isn't so that that you somehow become happier. The reason why isn't because you somehow get closer to God. But rather, the reason why you let go of some of the stuff that doesn't matter so much is so that you can take hold of some of the stuff that matters more. Now, there's an account in the Gospels about a rich young man who approached Jesus. And he said, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Now, notice, Jesus didn't say, believe in me. That's not what this rich man needed to hear. Instead, what Jesus said was, what do the commandments say? Follow the commandments, and then you will inherit eternal life. And for a brief moment, that rich young man thought that he had it made. He's like, I have done all of these since I have a boy, since I have been a boy. Then what does Jesus say? Go, sell all of your possessions, give them to the poor, and then come follow me. This rich young man had been practicing two-handful living. He had been so consumed and so attached with the stuff that surrounded him that he couldn't bear to let it go and follow Jesus. There's a warning in there for us as well that we don't always know the idols that we have until Jesus asks us to let them go and to give them up. And this is the reason why we can practice one handful living, why we should let go of stuff, because this is what matters. If we live our lives with too full of the, the stuff that we already have or stuff that we are pursuing, we draw ourselves further and further away from God. And it's not just the physical possessions that we have. It's when we put our own priorities before God, our own interests before God, our own sins even before God. When we have our hands full of our our own interests and our own sins, we draw further and further back from God. Our interests and our own things will never fill the God-sized hole in our heart. So instead of two hands filled with toil, Have one hand with tranquility. That's why Jesus says, let go of stuff. Let go of sins and cling to him and to his righteousness. When we practice one handful living, we can focus on Jesus. Jesus is what matters. So when we let go of our stuff, we make more room for what is important. We make more room for Jesus. And we want to focus on Jesus, not because he's a good example for us to follow, but because he's the one who takes away our sins. That's what makes him important. So when we let go of this stuff, we find more room for Jesus. And in turn, we also have more room to be able to help and encourage other people. If we don't have have both hands full of all the stuff that we want, We can have one hand free for helping others, for encouraging others, for picking others up. Now, I don't want to make anyone feel bad if they went out shopping on Black Friday. 
I don't want to make anyone mad or bad, feel bad when that, because they're enjoying the stuff that God has given them. There's nothing wrong with owning stuff. But it becomes bad when that stuff starts to own you. Because if that stuff starts to own you, then you'll constantly be chasing after the wind. And as a result, you'll lose sight of the Savior, which is what truly matters. So travel light by letting go of stuff, letting go of your sins, grabbing on to Jesus. Amen. Now may he who began a good work in you carry it out to completion on the day of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.